everyone, welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. We're super excited because all the way from Australia, we have Danny and Bill of Escape This Podcast live. Well, not live. Live, we're live. live. We're live that they're in my house. This is amazing. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, hi. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if we're going to have a po- uh, parody but hopefully we will. I haven't written one yet because we just released, if you're listening to this, we just released this this past Friday, our last one. So I guess I'll have to... Dude, I can't remember if I asked you two if you you sing. Yes. Mm. Yes, we do. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we can sing something. It'll be great. <laughs> I'll send you... Uh, then if I send you a song, you'll yeah, be able we'll to sing it, it for us. Back. Yeah, easy. Oh, brilliant. This is giving me a lot of deja vu when we used to write parodies because then it became like asking all of our guests you know do you sing do you does anyone know what the parody should be so hopefully yeah, this will last i'm a little bit more worried that i won't know any of the songs so if they can be musical theatery that'll oh be that's yeah. perfect so bill we're trapped we're tied up in these chains but over there I see the answer play. Before you say another word, Errol Before we try answers in vain again Listen to me, we should try to think things through This problem needs some time and discerning eyes There is none but me who can set us free As I've explained, this phrase is all we need If we can discern the secret word just need to discern I just think you're mad There's the solution plain and clear Many times I have explained It's all from that clue Believe of it times I what have you will. explained There is Many an answer but I have explained you. you know nothing to advice oh, why won't you help out instead I told you what you I know saw nothing Yeah, that's all I can really write. It tends to be just musical theater or Disney. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. We'll do, we'll do the one from The Music Man. Do Oh, you oh. got puzzles, my friend. Well, you got puzzles right here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do like 76 trombones. Or you could probably we do something do like that. Some of word problems. Or... Anyway, my name is Errol. I'm Manda. Oh, I'm Bill. Hi. <laughs> And I'm Danny. We don't introduce ourselves on our show. People know who That's we are. That's okay. I, Amanda, it took us like two years before we finally learned to introduce ourselves on this show. Anyway, Mike and Ruby actually aren't here. I can't remember. We, do we have an excuse why they aren't here? Mike and Ruby are busy with helping out family and whatnot. So. All right, because it's you politics. Battling sea monsters. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, so we won't, but they are actually super busy this time of year. And so, 
So I don't even know if they're joining us for the escape room tonight, but we'll talk all about that later. Anyway, for those that don't know, and you should, because I know that Escape This Podcast is far more popular than Room Escape Divas, (laughs) Bill and Danny do a... a, We're trying to figure out what the genre of this is, but they do escape rooms. It's like escape room tabletop role-playing kind of games, I guess is the best way to describe it. They're audio-only escape rooms. That's the other way I usually have been describing it on Twitter lately. Oh, we do audio-only escape rooms. (laughs) Great, I can ex- I can explain it that way yeah, then. Because right? you know, when, when people ask about it, I don't know. Second time on the and this is their second yes. time. Because the first time we had you oh, on the podcast, memories. that was like, how many years ago? Well, that we've been going for about two years, so it would have been about two years ago. Because <laughs> um, that was, you were, you were guests, yeah, you played our 10th episode. Yes, and then we was glorious. And then we just kept going and did an episode of your show afterwards. Yes. And of course, you've appeared in another episode. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Amanda and I were NPCs. That was so fun. I like being an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> it was really interesting because that was the episode that was about a broken escape room. When we initially... In- Got you invited onto our show to do a room. I was thinking, oh, I could do a meta room for them. And then I got, I, I basically chickened out. Of yeah. it, so I haven't done enough escape rooms for this. Yeah, true. I mean, th- that's like a general kind of feeling with us if we haven't done enough escape rooms. Because we go to these like mm. things, we meet other enthusiasts and people, and it's like, oh, you know, I've done 75 rooms. Oh, that's nothing. I've done 150 rooms. And we're like, oh, we've done about 10. Like, in your first ever episode, you say how many rooms you've done so far. I just went, Oh, we've done a, oh boy! We've done about six. Uh, I mean, we've done more now, and especially during this trip. So, we so we're more than doubled our number of rooms. So, we can you explain your trip? trip. I yeah, don't know if so, anybody knows. So, at the moment, we're just on a on a just on a trip on a holiday. Uh, we just had about nine days in LA, uh, and then we went up to Vancouver just for a night to take a train across Canada. We've ended up in Toronto. We've been here for a few days, and then we're going to go down to New York as well. We were staying in LA with, with Ariel from Wild Optimists. With Ariel from... <laughs> with Ariel from the Wild Optimists. <laughs> with Ariel from the Wild Optimists. You know, it's just my accent. Um, and, uh, but, and Which has been absolutely fantastic, but we also then got to meet all of the kind of escape room community in LA and a lot, meeting a lot of designers uh, and just playing a lot of rooms, which was really fun. We did a few amazing. other LA things, yeah. but but that was great. Uh, so it's been a really fun way to do the trip. And I can see why, like, if you're in LA, you can do 500 rooms because you can go down a single street in LA and just pass 500 rooms. They're, they're everywhere. It's hilarious. Um, but we did some really great rooms. Uh, we've done a few here in Toronto as well. Or not in Toronto, really. We've done them adjacently. We did a few at Niagara. Uh, and we did a few in, well, in Toronto, in Burlington. Mm. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, which was, we oh. did, when did one at... Um, Confundrum. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Which, which right. Were, were great. Um, and we did, and then we were at Crux Escape, which was, in Niagara, which was phenomenal. They were really fun. Those rooms. It was great because you met Rob. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So Hi, no. Rob. <laughs> you, can, you can explain how you met him. Well, it was great. We walked in. Oh, do you want to tell the. No, it's cool. So we, we more knew. More talkative than I am right now. <laughs> the knew, jet lag's still hitting hard. We knew they had empty slots, right? So we walked, but we, did, we didn't book online. We just sort of walked in. Um, which we wouldn't have done if they'd been like fully booked. So we were the somewhere in between polite and rude. So we kind of walked it off to and said, "Oh, do you have any? Do you have any bookings? Do you have any like free space that we could do a room?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, they, like we've got some, we've got some rooms. Um, have you guys played rooms before?" And we said, "Yeah, you know, oh, you part of like we've just been doing a whole bunch of rooms in LA." I said, "Oh, you part of the enthusiast community?" I said, "Yeah, look, yes, like we, you've, because um, then Rob said, oh, I, I moderate, you know, one of the escape room, you know, Facebook groups." 
was like, oh, you've probably seen us like advertising all the time because we're we're escape this podcast. And he was just like, oh my God, like, that's so good. I thought when you walked in, I heard your voices. I jumped into my head and I thought, no, that's racist. Was, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it was great. Um, Rob and, uh, and, the, and the game master who was there as well, Cecilia, were both big fans of the show. So we just talked about the show. We did oh, a couple no. of rooms. Yes. Everything about the rooms, behind the scenes of the rooms. It was fantastic. We were there for about four hours. Yeah, we were there for a while. <laughs> checking out, he's building, they're, they're, he's currently building another room and he showed us the sort of where he's at with that and, and this halfway through the build and it looks like it's going to be a really good room. Oh, nice. Um, which uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. We're, I, we're prob- it's probably good to say what it is. That, like, that it's like a witchy kind of thing. Oh, room, right. With his goal being that it's for small groups. Because so, they get a lot of couples at Niagara. Oh. So you, know, you can have like this room that you can very easily play as a, as a pair, which oh. is great. Uh, but it looks really cool. They're, like, their use of space there is great. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so that was really fun. But all the rooms. We've done so many really lovely rooms on this trip. Like, Everything's been memorable in some way. We haven't done anything bad. No, right? We did like we, The very first room we did, we got to L.A., uh, and we met up with the people at uh, who do Strange Bird Immersive. Oh, uh, who nice! Just, who just happened to also be in LA, also staying with Ariel, um, <laughs> and, uh, who, very, who very kindly let us tag along with oh, the bits and pieces brilliant. that we were doing. So we just got to jump straight into it. No resting, no sleeping. Yeah, off we the got flight. off. The, we got off the plane at six thirty, dropped off our bags, and then went to do an escape room. <laughs> afterwards. Um, That's a life. The very first room we did with them was uh, Stash House in LA, uh-huh. which is a great room mm-hmm. um and uh and we we ended up like we went and had lunch with tommy who does who's the designer at stash house uh, we you know we had lunch with him afterwards we went into the room with him later in that trip just at a, like at a 60 out was it a 60 out room we did with him i can't remember it doesn't matter um it's not pertinent to the story but so and like tommy is lovely and impressive and really interesting and he has all these cra- and and the room was great uh we did lab rat as well which is the room that everyone while we were in la told us to do like mm-hmm. every time we met a designer they were like oh hey like how are you like blah 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 have you done lab rat yet we're like no okay we're going to lab rat um and we we did that we had to we managed to make that we work. had to find some non-escape room people uh, that we knew in la to do that room with us because we were like everyone else has done it already yeah, uh, yeah and that was really great meeting terry was really cool and he showed us again he showed us like the build he's doing for their room that's coming out next year oh doing the cool it looks Really, really exciting. He's a crazy person. He is crazy, um, <laughs> but it looks like a really exciting room. Um, so we'll definitely be next time we're in LA. Hopefully, we can come back and do that. Yeah, what we're learning, besides just learning a whole lot from this trip from designers and just all of the things that are possible out there, because wow, we're also learning that yeah, we need to make this a regular thing. Apparently, yeah. Oh, you're gonna come here on a regular oh, basis. Yeah, we just we gotta. Have to. So, oh, so, hey, if, so if you're cool. a fan of Escape This Podcast and want to donate plane tickets, uh, please do. Just We'll make a new plane ticket tier on the Patreon for $2,000 a month. But yeah, it's just, it's just been fantastic. It's been really cool. And we've and we got a few more in New York. Um, we're going to go and do uh, Sleep No More in New York, which will be really fun. And uh, yeah, and whatever else we can do. We're staying with the Spires while we're in... We're, while we're in New York, which would be great. Yeah. It, it's, it's been really fun. It's been really great. It's been a good trip. You must be exhausted. Yes. Though. I know Danny's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> what <Did>, a words. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read uh, Tommy's Tommy's waiver? At, at oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a very funny waiver. I can't wait to tell one of my close friends who's a, who, who works in contract law because oh, really? <laughs> she's big on saying waivers. This waiver means nothing. Yeah. 
She loves to go to escape rooms and breathe away from like, This is meaningless. <laughs> this will have this has no like value to it and doesn't hold up in any court. Great. So just, how long have you been planning your trip to North America? Not long. Surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly little planning has gone into this and lots of piggybacking off other people and their amazing planning. We we We've known for a while that some sort of trip was coming. But and really, we kind of knew the cities we wanted to go to and then just went, we'll just go to those cities and see what happens. Mm. <laughs> and it's worked out pretty well so far. As long as we're not going during a peak holiday time and we get lots of non-weekends in there, escape rooms will probably be available. Yeah. So and that's exactly well. what's happened. It's been much more memorable, much more fantastic. Going on a holiday with goals of the sorts of things you're going to do rather than just like going to LA and deciding, yeah, let's just be tourists. Yeah, let's do LA stuff. It's much better to have a community of people and a real clear task of let's do a bunch of escape rooms and meet cool people, meet people we know. We met up with some people who've been guests on the show. Like we met up with uh, we met up with Jason Ritter uh, in LA, and he invited us to like this weird LA. Um, fundraising charity, charity event gala. auction thing and it was just like let's do that that'll be great it was really I've never been more out of my element in my life but it's a story it was right. really enjoyable and we it's did a room remarkable. as well um, which, was, which was a lot of fun uh, it's just been really great it's been fun you know the next time if you are planning on making this mm. a thing you can start telling people you are I don't know touring yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. You know, you if we could... had a bigger audience, we could, we could do live shows. Don't you have a large audience we now? Got a, we got a great audience. I don't know <laughs> where they are. One. You walked into escape rooms and they were super excited to see you. I think yeah. you could easily get a live show going in one of uh, those. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> true. You could have a live show. We'll, in we'll an pretend it's room. an immersive theater experience and get them all to turn mm. up and be like, ah, it's just a podcast. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we should. We should. I was thinking about it before we. But really, just, yeah. I was thinking. Oh, I wonder if we Why? could. Why not? Because it's a lot of effort. <laughs> it is. It and there's is. always the capacity to just be like, and then we got a haul, and no one turned up, and we lost a lot of money, and it was wonderful. You know? Well, you know, at the same time, you could make it more like a house concert. Yeah, we could just mm. do it in Stash House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, piggyback off someone else. Like yeah. if you guys were doing this, and we could make it a cool. Let's have a, f- a couple of people doing a yeah. thing. We make it a I'm, group I'm event. In. No, we'll do ne- a room. Let's do a tour bus. No, sorry. Yeah. No, next, I love it. Next, if you do come down next time, we will we'll do, a, do joint a joint show. I think that'd be brilliant. It mm. will be, we'll make a public joint and we'll find a place. Yeah. I'm serious. We, we could probably find a place in Toronto to do this. I did, I, I'm, I'm sad I didn't think of it before. It mm. just fall has been insane for us, but mm. by all means, I'm all for that. I think it'd be brilliant. Even, cool. even if only my wife comes and that's it. <laughs> you know, like, no, she wouldn't come. <laughs> It's like it's it, it it could have been something fun. We could have because there's some of those spaces we could have done it. We could have done it in Stash House. We could sit up in the little raised area. All right, sits all right. Well, Next you know where you could have done it, Tommy, if you're listening. <laughs> Lab Rat. When David and Lisa did their presentation, they did it at Lab Rat because really? they have that front area. Uh, of course. And then put they set up chairs at the front area, and they and they had a yeah. big, fair point. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about oh, it. We could have done it. Spacious, spacious LA. Yeah. We'll do it next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there are places we could do it here. Hmm. So by all means, next time you come. We should have done it at the close-up magic stage at the magic <laughs> castle oh. in LA. <laughs> 
say, it's magic. It's the magic of podcasting. Imagination. <laughs> Imagination. Don't worry, it fits. So what I want to talk to you about as well, it's been two years and you've been <laughs> doing really great when it comes to just getting your podcast out there. In no small part, thanks to you and your in-touchness with the community and spreading the word of everything out there. Thank you, but I don't think, I mean, I have. I am quite happy to promote <laughs> Escape This Podcast, but Bill and Danny have done an amazing job at connecting with the podcast community. As someone who's used to do that before in my previous kind of online public life, I know how hard that is mm. and how exhausting that is. And I and I saw Bill and I saw Dan and I saw all of your posts and tweets and connecting with people. It's like, oh, look at you go. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> impressive, right? And constantly mm. talking to them. And and that's what actually probably impressed me a lot because you put in the, the legwork to get that. Because it's hard, right? Because it yeah. is... You're sometimes making eye contact with me. No, it's been all Bill doing the social media stuff. I've only just taken over our Instagram. And even then, I'm just posting photos of my own drawings and then leaving them there. But yeah, but a lot engagement of it starts, is all you. A lot of it starts from the fact that like our podcast is a guest-based... Like every, We have a guest every single episode. We can't, we can't really do them without them. And so for a lot of it is like that transition of... And especially with indie podcasters, right? People have these these similar sized, you know, audiences of anywhere between like a hundred people and a few thousand people, and they're all in this same sort of this area of like you want to be on each other's shows, you want to come on and talk, you want, because because like it's, I think it's part of like when people ask about like how do you grow a show, and people talk about oh you know social media and, and niche. I'm, I'm always I always recommend like get guests on, right? Because their audience will come listen to them on your show and your audience will listen to them and go to them and like go to other people's shows and, and they'll also yours. promote their show exactly mm-hmm. they'll promote like hey go listen to me here and you know and and it's just a really nice organic way to get people to listen because podcast discovery is real difficult right no one really has an answer to it things just pop up that does seem to be um, the hardest part that we have for that there are remarkably few people who will think i wonder if there's an escape room podcast and google that play escape games and like like we're because we ha- like have a, like a unique just show structure it's really hard to be like if you're listening to this maybe you'd also like to oh no we're a very different like like it's hard for to like when people know like you can create an indie podcast right now and stick you know murder in the title and be like it's true crime and you'll just get 50,000 listeners on day one for an episode that's like 10 minutes of you rambling about the fact that you like crime I'm not saying there's any show out there like that I'm saying there's this I mean, existence well <laughs> as somebody who listens to a lot of true crime episodes uh, like things or I, I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. and when I look whenever I look up true crime ones yes yeah my difficulty is sifting through the the guys in their living rooms who are just like, "Isn't crime, Isn't crime? awesome? <laughs> it's so cool." You and- know, I'd like to do a murder one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, "Cool, I'm just gonna like, go but to the next there's one." There's such an audience for that that you get these shows where they're where you know they do very little and they and they get thousands and thousands and thousands of listens, uh, you know, and like and that's because that's like the audience knows I have true crime, I want more true crime. Uh, you get like the opposite on some other ones where like there's too many like d- talk about nerd stuff podcast, and so they get the opposite thing where like if you want to find that, you usually find one and you're set, and because it's the same, everyone's talking about the same stuff, it's, and then you end up with these shows that have huge production values, like D and D actual play shows. These ones like 
huge amounts of effort and production value and, and stuff put into them and no but one they finds fall them through and they the have, cracks. They have 50 listeners. You know, it's like seven years in and we have 50 people listening, you know. And for us, a big part of getting past all that is having guests, right? You have guests on your show you and th- they'll talk to you and you go on. So I need to I need to go on more shows. I haven't really had the time. Um, I know you don't enjoy that as much as I do. I can't improvise, so like I need my script in front of me for our show in order to survive and being on someone else's show and not having that terrifies me. But but it but it's like we need to do more of that. But just having guests on like that's and that for me is why all the Twitter stuff started. It wasn't like part of it was like yes, I'm trying to promote to Twitter, but really most of the people who I who follow me on Twitter and I talk to on Twitter, they're not audience. They're other creators, they're other podcasters. Um, Because that's just kind of everyone on Twitter is just making stuff and trying to tell people about it and no one's there to listen. But that works really well because you just meet these people and you go, oh, your show sounds cool, I'll come on your show or... You know, or there's some shows where I'm just like, your show sounds cool. I'm going to tell people about it. I will never listen to it ever because <laughs> I have no time. Uh, you know, or like, like shows I listen to once or twice. I'm like, that is a good show. I'm going to tell people about it. And sometimes I feel bad. I feel like they assume I'm listening to all their recent episodes. I'm like, I, I don't have the time. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but no. I'm still going to tell people. Well, and- I think as the creators of podcasts, I hope we all understand that we don't have time to listen to <laughs> yep. no, exactly. anything. I am very grateful for my Toronto commute, actually, because yes. that's my time to listen to podcasts is, is when yeah. I'm sitting on... I have no choice but to sit on a train for 45 mm. minutes. And, mm. and yeah, that's my podcast time. It's actually very interesting in terms of our growth and discovering things. I almost feel like it... Oh, that sounds so corny. It mirrors escape rooms themselves in terms of how they happen. <laughs> once, like, it's a sort of thing, you don't know it exists. And then once you find out it exists, it's how has this not been a thing before? This is my sort of thing, so I will stick with it. But there are still people out there who don't know escape rooms exist who would very much like them because they are puzzle people. They are get in there and have a little mini adventure mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I feel like we're a little bit the same. We have pretty good retention rates once people know that we mm. exist it's the we exist part that's yeah, hard it's, it is really interesting people talk about that a lot they talk about like oh this episode got a lot of you know downloads and this episode wasn't so good and then when i did this topic about my show it came whereas for us it is it, it, it like every episode gets the same number of people as the last episode plus a little bit more mm. like oh, cool. like we're not having we don't have drop occasionally you know like like neil patrick harris had more listeners than the one afterwards because there are some people who just like I love Neil and uh, whatever, and then they didn't follow. But almost surprisingly, little of that happens. But even then, like a lot of those people stayed through. Mm. Like episodes we've had where there's been a big jump, generally it doesn't duck down very far at all. If it does, really, it's just been Neil and when we had. Yeah, so um, I think there's something maybe inherent about puzzles and escape rooms that allows for this. Yeah, Uh, so that's that's quite good for us, and I think it's also because every episode's going to be the same thing, right? Like for episodes where you're talking about certain topics. You know, like people who are pop culture people. It's like some people really care about, you know, when you want to talk about like, oh, we're going to talk about the history of Tekken. And you're like, cool, all right, I love Tekken. We'll listen to the Tekken episode. And then the next one is just like, we're going to talk about like what Tesla's doing in the industry. And it's like, oh, I don't care about Tesla. I liked Tekken, right? Um, As you just alphabetically go through topics. (laughs) (laughs) What podcast is talking about Tekken and then Tesla (laughs) next? It's the Tekken and Tesla podcast. I'm, I'm a bit guilty of that. 
when I listen to podcasts, I'm a bit guilty of that, especially when it comes to trivia ones, because mm. I love my general trivia podcasts, but occasionally, uh, my favorite one will throw it, you, you know who you are, they'll <laughs> throw in a themed episode, and sometimes that's fantastic, but sometimes it's, oh, WWE? Yeah, I don't know anything yeah, about gonna... that. This is not the episode for me. Yeah. yeah. Th- and do you think anybody will ever do a Ghibli-themed uh, trivia? Yeah. No, oh. no. Because that's the only thing I could do well on. <laughs> but if you find a trivia podcast... There's a Commodore 64 one out there somewhere, too, of trivia. Maybe. I don't know all the dates properly. Anyway. But, but it's true, right? If you found a trivia podcast and you scrolled through and you found their one episode on that was the Studio Ghibli kind of thing... Oh, yeah. You I would listen. listen to that oh, yeah. and then you would listen to none of their other episodes, <laughs> right? So, true. so you get these shows that have these spikes like that. And ours is always like, you're always just going to get an escape room. You're going to come on. People are going to be playing an escape room. I don't think anyone is like... Oh, I don't like the theme of that one. I wouldn't listen. Oh, a pirate-themed room. I'll never listen to that. You know, like, people just, they do another escape room, right? It's like, and so I think because of that, we have, we, once we get people, they sort of stay. Um, and we don't have weird fluctuations in our numbers. Mm. But yeah, discovery is hard. And, yeah, using Twitter to talk with people has been really fun at getting new guests and getting things. And also just, like, bugging famous people every now and then to one yeah. that says, oh, that's, that sounds good. And you're like, yes, haha, gotcha. How many other famous people do you talk to? <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. You do have a number of voice actors as and well. And also keep in mind, yeah. talking to famous people and getting talked to by famous people can be very different. Yes. And there have been, there have been, we've had a few, like, stuff started on Twitter with a really positive interactions that have gone for a while and then just stop one day. You're like, okay. Yeah, fine, whatever. Just like people, that just happens. So sometimes we, we've had like connections with people. Where we're like, oh, that'd be really great. And they're like, yes, that sounds really great. Like, wonderful, awesome. Let's do it. And then it just never happens. Like, okay, well, we'll get you on. We'll get you. We'll get you. You know, yeah, like yeah, exactly. People have lives. Like, no one ever owes you like us to to come on your show. Uh, and we have the same thing sometimes with people we know. Where it's like, I'd love to be on your show. And it's like, we've only got so many episodes and so mm. many people. Like, we'll 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 put you on the list. Legitimately, you're on our list, but. Like, you know, and that's a nice problem to have. You have no problems trying to come up with shows, except for maybe Danny has to. Well, write yeah, Danny them has off. to do all the, all the actual design. The guests it, are easy. It leaves me in a constant state of anxiety. Of I haven't got the ne- the one f- in like my episode that has to come out in six weeks is not fully written yet. This is a horrible position to be in. So I'm constantly left with that feeling. Like right now, I'm we've written all our episodes for this year. That's not a relaxing feeling. That just means I'm writing the arc for next year. I was going to say, so two years in and everything, that's a lot of creativity mm. to yeah. have to put out you've all done, the time. I think the episode that may have just come out was the 50th room that you yeah, designed. Yeah, so we're about, we, we've just passed yeah. through that. So do you feel like you still have ideas or you're still inspired? I, I definitely still have room ideas. Like one of the pages in my notebook is just a scribbling mess of words just like factory fire station things like that just all over the place and things like that like one of them for our most recent episode it just said poisoned exclamation mark (laughs) and so yeah that page still has a decent chunk that aren't checked off or crossed out or whatever so they seem to still be coming so yeah i've been worried since day one about running out of rooms Mm. but apparently a lot of different kinds of rooms exist in the world and also, you can even start, like, doubling... Like, this season has led to a few rooms that are sort of doubled up from previous 
like settings, or this year has, right? Like as in, like occasionally, yeah. You've done another room set in a bathroom, and yeah. our first episode was in a bathroom, or like our recent one is in like a witch's hut, and before we've done like a witch's tower, exactly. But they're so thematically different, even if the settings are the mm. same, that you can you can get a lot out. We should just redo a season where we just redo. All the rooms in a previous season, but like designed with differently, oh, just new puzzles. Very tempted with some settings. of the ones that I'm not so happy with anymore. I mean, I think some escape rooms do that, yeah. don't they? <laughs> I mean, that's what you want from escape rooms. Like, you can find the themes, like oh, the Egyptian room. You've got 50 Egyptian rooms around the you, place. You haven't but... done. You haven't done an Egyptian room. You haven't done a. Get out of the pirate. Well, you haven't done brick. an Egyptian. Never room. done a pirate room or an Egyptian. Wow. room. You haven't done a Da Vinci room. Yes, we have. When did we do a Da Vinci room? At Breakout. Break the code? No, no. I'm saying on our show. Oh, on our show. You, oh, you sorry. Haven't, you haven't done a pirate no, room. Yeah. What about Time High Secret Cabin Room? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was funny because there is a. It's Patrick Pylan. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he runs. They they did the survey of common names mm-hmm. I find on websites and like immediately I saw and it wasn't the largest but I saw cabin is obviously a yeah. very common name but then I saw secret time heist and I thought <laughs> cabin secret time heist how many times is there amazing. time travel well we did a room recently in LA like a physical room which where the theming was very like it was, you know, like, your time travellers in your hot air balloon going to ancient Greece to talk with the gods on matters. Like, where does... What? <laughs> How many settings are we, there? We knew that there was a sky involved. <laughs> like, it just kept, like... Well, like, you're, you're, you're going to ancient Greece, so you're dressed in a toga, but you're actually a time traveller, but you're travelling... I guess you stopped partway through to go pick up a hot air balloon from the 1800s on your way back to... I'm very confusing, but don't worry. That'd be very cool room, if I think about it, if, like... Three different teams, like in pairs, are all on different baskets Some of, you of just, hot air balloons. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was thinking more like, wh- what about a split room where like half the team are the ancient Greeks and half the team <laughs> well, are the time That's travelers. what I was thinking, like half of the team comes in in their hot air balloon and they meet up with the other people who says, oh, do you know the secret to defeating the Titans? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've just got these binoculars. But yeah, so so there's still plenty of themes you could do. Yeah, apparently. Write it down. Like space, haven't gone into space yet. Haven't gone into but do you have troubles wor- coming up with puzzles for all the different themes? Oh, no. the puzzles are absolutely what I come up with dead last. So <laughs> they feel like the irrelevant part. Once I'm up to, <laughs> once I'm up to coming up with puzzles, all the hard stuff is done already. <laughs> well, puzzles puzzles work often because, like, for you, you I know you design puzzles. Based on what is in the room, yeah, room like rather than having puzzles first. and trying to fit them into a room and then building a room around it, mm. you just go, "Well, what's in a room? I got a, I got a chair. I guess how do I put a chair in a and puzzle? Like maybe eventually that will get weaker because, like I said, I'm running out of things that you can do with chairs, <laughs> so <laughs> I've just got to stop putting chairs in rooms. But for the most part, I think it feels easier. Maybe it feels easier because it's lazier. I'm not sure yet. But, but it, it definitely also, feels easier than trying means... to come up with puzzles in a vacuum and then mm. make them work for. But it also means a room. that when you do, your puzzles are thematic or make sense I mean, within I hope the room, so. right? And, and we've gotten comments about that, right? That, that you, you do really well at making the puzzles fit the like feel like they're part of the environment. I, I think that's how you're supposed to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. So. Exactly. <laughs> Fingers so crossed. Like, but then why want. does it feel to me like it's the easier way of doing it? How can the right way be easier? That's no, no, insane. because no, that's just it. That's why I don't understand why people so many try to make puzzles before writing the theme yeah. or the story. Because yeah. It, yeah, for me that would be it'd be 
too hard. And I think that might be why. Sorry to anyone who has ever emailed us asking for puzzle advice. <laughs> I'm not good at that. And that may be why, because you know your ideas, you know your room, you've got the picture in your head, and that's going to be the best source of the puzzles. Asking me what puzzles exist, I'm going to be terrible at that. Hmm. Yeah, especially when it comes to like like actual types of puzzles. We st- I still remember that from one of the rooms this season where someone tried to clue us to a solution by giving us the name of the like the type of puzzle it is. We're just like, we don't know. We don't know anything. Like, we know nothing. We just you can't give us like a category of puzzle. We don't know. <laughs> it's not a clue. It doesn't help. So, what have you learned after two from the beginning to now? Two years now that you are on this international tour of yours, and everybody knows Escape This Podcast. Worldwide phenomenon. (laughs) The two years versus this trip have felt like very different learning experiences. (laughs) The This trip has just been a brain explosion of seeing so many creative people and so many different ideas that are out there and the different things that can be done. It has made me feel supremely lazy and that we have gotten where we are in a very <laughs> in a cheap way compared to <laughs> the effort that other people are putting in and the brains Which that is crazy, they have in because them. you put in you produce a new escape room you have probably like if you look at escape room designers across the world that you you've designed 50 rooms that's very prolific it's just you and a bunch of Russian people who have designed, <laughs> who designed a what, whole You bunch. and the Russian people are in a room designing rooms together? No, just Where's who, Danny with who the Russians designed, again. Who've designed, who just kind of can churn out rooms that quickly. Um, but, you know, like you've, you've done like a huge amount of work. And everyone who comes on, because we've had recently in this season, we've had uh, pretty much every second room has been a guest designer. Uh, oh. Which has worked out really well for us, right? Like we had, we've had a couple, Great like you've me. been on with Dave when he gave us a room you know first year we had one we had dave design a room and then like we had dave and lee Fade design rooms and then oh, this lee Fade designed a room yeah, for yeah. wow i didn't even know that yeah. um, oh, i gotta talk to her and uh and but then this then this season like every second episode has been all right because she's in australia yeah <laughs> it's easy for we us do, we do real escape rooms with her <laughs> yeah we just go i keep up. forgetting and it's just like um, you know, and I always have the time difference problem, so I know it unconsciously <laughs> that she's in a different place. And anyway, um, sorry. But yeah, and then, but then, like everyone who comes on says, like this room I designed it took me like three months. I don't know how you do this every every two weeks. I do you know? hear a lot of I don't know how you do that. And you just do and it because you're great. I mean, I, I like where this conversation is going. You're very very good at designing things. Um, uh, I don't know. Like it's 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 interesting looking at like. A lot of stuff hasn't changed over the past two years. Like, I don't know, like your approach, has your approach to how you design a room changed much? It seems like it's been pretty Not consistent. excessively. I think early on I got more in my own head about keeping them a little bit more, I wouldn't say realistic exactly, mm. but definitely much more in line with what I had seen in real escape rooms. Yeah, you definitely have started to embrace more the possibilities of what you can I'm do going in into an audio format. Chaos. Yeah, we got like animals doing stuff and like settings that go bigger and bigger. Like we had you mm. know an episode early on, um, but after we first spoke, you know, like in the human body, moving from place to place, mm. kind of you know in a space, magic school bus style, um, and and we've done other stuff, but like sometimes that's not what you want. Like you don't want this huge, expansive thing because you need to have focus. But I think we've also done well at the, the types of puzzles that we use, certain things that don't work well in audio, like you know logic puzzles and maths problems mm. and, and all this sort of little stuff where it's, it's too visual. 
has been yeah. has been fun to change. But but aside from that, I think we've also really embraced some of the fun of having a, a visual image and getting your guests to be like, describe this, please. <laughs> Tell the audience what you're looking at. Yeah, that's them. true. It's, I think we've done that a bit that more. Sometimes visual isn't. Yeah, it's a totally anti-podcast. It has to be visual in a way that you can describe fairly easily, but is a fun, enjoyable mm. thing to describe. Like it makes people seem a bit silly to try to describe <laughs> what they're looking at. I imagine that your basically your how to edit puzzles oh, for podcasts. Yeah, is from a topic, a, that's a topic that I know you from can talk a about practical for ages. podcasting perspective. But you've learned a lot. I, did I say I wouldn't use the letter P that much? From a practical <laughs> podcasting perspective, I've um. We have no pop filter. Yes. Yeah, it's been it's been hilarious because when I started doing the show, um, I I have I had never recorded a single second of like audio, ever like other than like make taking a video on your phone. So you know, le- figuring out how microphones work and figuring out how to edit, and you know, I'm sitting there like I, I think I was doing I was effectively doing compression by hand for the first like. 10 episodes before I was like, oh, you can just like hit the compression button and it does that. I don't even know how to do it by hand. Right? (laughs) Like, it was like, seriously, like going through and being like, that's too loud. I'll make that quieter. That's too quiet. I'll make that louder. That's too loud. I'll make it quieter. That's too quiet. I'll make it louder. Like, for every, like, like second by second, doing like normalize. Like, it was, it was a whole process of like normalizing the audio. And then applying a hard limit so that audio is softer. And then renormalizing the audio and applying hard limits and bringing it like just like janky bad audio engineering from a person who literally knew nothing. Um, and that is obviously something that's gotten like I've gotten so much better with. And that speeds up the the like um, editing process, doing all like noise reductions and equalizing and compression and moving all that. And just being like, yeah, whatever. Just like hit the bright buttons and it's all set and it's what all good. What audio software do you use? Well, we used to use Audacity, which is what everyone kind of uses because it's free and it's good. Um, and at a certain point when we upgraded our gear um, and we had multiple um, microphones and a whole new, and a new audio interface and all that, we also I started using Reaper. Oh, okay. uh, and Reaper is great. Like, like... I, apparently, I transitioned to Reaper based on a something I was told that was a lie. Oh, I thought that Audacity didn't what wouldn't take multiple microphone inputs and a recording at the same time for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. I thought it was that they wouldn't do them separately and it would stick them all into one. That's what I thought. But apparently, oh. then you just do whatever, right? You can just that's that was what I was told at some point. So I got Reaper because I knew it was good at multi-track recording. And then, then someone the other day was just like. Audacity does that fine. What are you talking yeah. about? It's like, well, okay, we do whatever. four with Audacity. Yeah, yeah. For, for some reason. Because we, we started with the Blue Yeti, which we used yeah. for everyone. Like We would have whole groups of like five, six people crowd around a Blue Yeti. But Blue, Blue it Yeti had mixed stuff, results. Well, it was really interesting because you can hear, if you go back to listen to our early episodes, that we have exactly the same microphone for the whole first season. And if you listen to episode one, two, three, maybe four, it has that bad... Like, it's not bad audio comparatively to... Podcast in general, which uh, can be terrible, um, but you know it had that kind of tinny, reverberate-y sort of stuff. And then, like episodes five onwards, it sounds like crisp and great and lovely. There was no hardware change. We still had a blue Yeti being surrounded by five people. I just figured out how to do that, right? I figured out how to like what because like a microphone like this, like we're currently using dynamic microphones that are great. We can sit in a room like this that with a blue Yeti would sound terrible. Yeah. I would not record with a blue Yeti in this room, right? It's like there are hard, hard surfaces everywhere. Degree surfaces. There's a bird there. A bird, There's right? a fan. That's there was really some loud. noise coming from the hallway that scared me yeah, a little right? bit before. But you know, so with a blue Yeti, you got to be super careful about all sound stuff, and you got to like have dampening on your walls. And when you do, you can get it to sound great with a bunch of people. With an individual person, it's easier, but you can get six people sitting around a blue Yeti and have it sound really crisp. 
it's just so hard to do. So I got really good at that. And then when I got dynamic microphones, I was like, "What? Are, this is this is the easiest job ever. I could just like, I can just, I can just like sit on a crowded train and like hold a microphone in one hand, and it sounds beautiful. again somehow better is easier. This yeah. is a weird industry. Um, and like, and you know, you still you still got to be. And there's new issues like multiple tracks, and you got like bleed, which is a bit hard to deal with, and all this other stuff. But also, also doesn't matter too much in terms like when there's a bit of microphone bleed, and you hear it, and you're like, oh, that's fine. It like when I when they're just sitting next to each other, you don't even know. Like, it's impossible. I can mute one track and let, let one play. It still sounds exactly the same to me. So, yeah, editing stuff has gotten much faster. Also, like, editing, and, and I'll say this to anybody listening who wants to start a podcast, editing is part of your creative process. <laughs> like, don't don't think that it's not. Some people talk about editing and they only talk about, like, yeah, I edit my podcast, I put compression on it, I do EQ, and then I published the episode like no whoa hold on stop there's so much more to do um and you know and like so for us like puzzle flow is really interesting to edit for for radio you know for for podcasts because puzzles can be very boring to listen to because people just kind of we we learned that for our hundredth episode actually Mm. because for our hundredth episode we ran some puzzles but not in the the good escape this podcast way In the like, we have no idea how to. Yeah, I haven't listened that to that. I one created yet, it the day before and didn't <laughs> test it, kind of way. And yeah, right. But, it wasn't the greatest. When you've um, definitely gotten better with testing. If you want to make puzzles listenable, right? Like, there's a whole thing of like get, knowing the pace of how because you don't want it to be too quick, so people don't have a chance to listen to it. And if it's too slow, it's really boring. And like. There's certain things where you can hear people, like people go on tangents because people get their own, you know, people find connections that don't exist and they go off another thing. And you think, well, that's really cool, that was fun, or it's funny, but I'm going to cut the whole thing because then the audience is going to do the same thing and they'll get caught up in your weird thought process that is actually yeah, counterproductive well, to them understanding. What is a good tangent for understanding and for flow and what's yeah, a bad understanding tangent? Also because because we're, uh, we're almost exclusively like audio, you need to make sure people are on the same page. So like... You don't want people having a different image in their head, and so you kind of can control that with what gets said um, and and how it is. And also, like, pacing-wise, you know, when you get to the end of the episode, you want it to be snappier and get faster. You don't want to be, like, 50 minutes into a 60-minute escape room and have that feeling and have everything feel kind of slow and, like, people are thinking, like, oh, you know, what what do I need to do? Which they often do because they don't know the last step. But for audio, you're like, no, no, we want to go from that step to this step, like... Straight away, we want to get it because people end are has to feel even more it's dynamic feel like than anything else. So you know, I've gotten better at that and better at doing that quickly, which which has been really fun. And also like knowing how much to keep and what to cut. Um, I still maintain that you know you're doing editing well if you're listening to your podcast and you get to the end of a section and you go, <laughs> "Oh, that's really good." Cut right, like and just get rid of it and get get it out of your show because you know like it's funny, but it's funny to you because you were there. And it's like a, or like it was a thing between friends, or you know, it was funny in the moment because what was happening, but it's not funny to. The, so it's good to be able to laugh at something, think that was really great. I'm going to just cut that from the episode, and no one will ever hear it ever. I think that's like a good sign that you're doing well, right? Best yeah. example of that, I would say, is did your pet interfere with the recording by jumping on the table? <laughs> yes, please. Did you keep that? <laughs> yeah. Or like moments in in things where people like talk about something they can see in the room with them and they talk mm. about it for 10 minutes without really describing what it is and you're like why am I listening to, what am I listening to you know <laughs> like oh that looks really funny it does look really good isn't that really cool oh look at that bit oh that's cool look at what what am I doing I'm, I'm sitting on the train <laughs> um, but so yeah so that's that's gotten a lot better um, 
and faster. Like it's still, I still do a lot of editing per episode, but it used to be a long time. I was going to say, what's your average time for editing that? Because I, I don't, I actually don't do a ton of editing with this podcast mm. because we don't have to worry conversational, about right? Right? Yeah. Like, the conversation. It's more conversational. A, a story and puzzle based thing compared to a conversation. Yeah. Like we have conversational episodes now. We have like yeah. uh, podcast this escape where we talk about the escape room. Yeah. I don't. I barely touch those. I edit out things that sound. I listen through. Yeah. If something sounds terrible, I cut it. But I keep it right. Yeah. So just yeah. No. But those even like with the little editing that mm. that could take me two to three hours now for one episode. So how long does a does an escape this so, podcast one take? Uh, so well, first of all, podcast is escape something conversational for an hour. At this point, is kind of taking me an hour yeah. because I listen through at at one point seven which is the fastest I can listen without losing any words. <laughs> and I basically, for those, I'm just listening through and cut out little bits that, um, that, that I'm kind of like, oh, that, you know, oh, we, we swore there, I'll cut that out. Or, oh, like, you know, I don't want, like, like this tangent actually isn't, doesn't apply because the thing we were talking about, we were actually completely wrong. Like, we, we had no idea, so I'll just cut that and we'll move on. But generally, they, they go out pretty close to, to as they were recorded with a little, with a couple of bits if something's, you know, sometimes you have Skype problems and you need to be like, cut mm. this, cut this. Um, so you have two podcasts, just, well, to, be, just to be Technically, clear. it's the one, it's the one podcast. Yet. It's just that uh, between, because we only do an escape room every fortnight, every, every two weeks, uh. Uh, we've now started being, we used to talk about like, the, oh, that wasn't that fun at the end of the episodes. Yeah. What we do now is as soon as the room ends, that's the episode done. And then the moment of us talking like, oh, wasn't that fun? Wasn't it cool? We, we, we talk a bit more about like the design of it and things that would change in the play test or things that, and we just make that a separate episode, which I think the shortest one's probably like 20 minutes and the longest one's like an hour and a half where we had another, we had uh, the guys from Infinite Escape Room, which is like the only other show that does what we do. Uh, we had them on and we just talked for like an hour and a half about puzzle design and puzzle editing and all this. It just went on forever. Um, which is really cool because it seems Infinite also seems to like talk to other creators on mm-hmm. the Twitterverse. Yeah, it's great. They're, they're, they're quite they're good at that. And it's nice to, to, to draw them in. They're yourself. the dry British version of what we do. <laughs> um. I mean dry as in like the humor way, not like a bo- like boring way. Oh, my God. Um. No, dry, you know. We're not cutting that though. No, it's good. Um, I look, and they, and they're, they're really no, great. dry British human, not dry British BBC. <laughs> um, but no, like they're they're, they're really great. Uh, what was the question I was actually answering? Um, I was talking about how. Oh, yeah, we we're talking about your the second. The person who asked me the question just left. Oh no, no, no. I asked gone. you. I interrupt. I she asked you about so your editing, two podcasts, and you, right? And then I talked about your second. Yeah, so, podcast. so that's 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 podcast. This escape. So that now, so we now basically have weekly releases, even though we only have a, a fortnightly mm-hmm. room, and that's been really good. Uh, that was one that I feel very proud about because I said we should do that. Danny said no one's going to ever listen to that. I did, and everyone loves it. It's um, like behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. People love, right? behind, People the love the scenes. behind the scenes. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I love behind the scenes. And so, so that's been really that's actually been really fun and really successful, and it gives us more time to break down what happened in the room without feeling like we're dragging on in an episode because it's a whole that's separate true. thing. So that's been really great. And though, yeah, those are really easy to edit. And a room now used to take me ages. So when we started, I was probably spending. For an hour-long episode, uh, I don't know, like eight or nine hours, just mm. just editing that down. Uh, now it's much faster, but it still takes a while. So, like, uh, we now our recordings have gotten longer as well. So, a recording is now usually somewhere between an hour and a half to 
two hours sometimes. Oh, you're going well, for two oh, hours. I mean, not the final no, not episodes. For, yeah, though, but they're still they're still no, the final episodes are shorter. But the yeah. recordings, yeah. like uh, you're generally the shortest a room will record for now is like an hour fifteen, and they and they and then maybe like an hour forty five is the longest you generally get for an, an individual room to be played. Uh, so I have more stuff to edit, but like the all the kind of post production equalizing compressing, like I've got that down, so that takes. You know, adding in all the music that's all cut and faded out into the appropriate place. So I just need to stick it in. So that's all fine. Uh, and then editing for content. Again, I'm listening through at a fairly reasonable pace. It's probably now only taking like three hours to get through the editing of a one hour episode. Uh, but I'm bad, right? I'm terrible at like, I'll edit for 10 minutes and then be like, oh, I've taken, I can take a break. And I'll just get up and do something <laughs> else, right? So if I just sit and do it, it's probably it'll be three hours. I'll get it really nicely done. But it ends up stretching through a whole day of me just being like, oh, I've. You know, I'm listening, listening. I'll just pause that quickly and just look at this thing over here or I'll just get up and do something else. Oh, Danny's playing Slay the Spire. I'll watch Danny play some games. I mean, it's the same with me with writing them. Like, people ask how long it takes me to write a room and I say, I could, if I were to push it, I could get one done in three days with all of the typing involved. I haven't done one in three days since (laughs) season one. Yeah, I use that two weeks. Oh, wow. So it takes two weeks and then then you're how many... Episodes ahead, three or four? Well, at the moment, hmm. we when we left for this trip, we had already recorded uh, episodes. So I think we released episode five mm-hmm. and then six has just come out, like rooms five and six. This is a bit of a funny season because I've only been writing every second episode. Yeah, so for oh, this one, wow. we had those recorded and we had eight recorded and we had ten recorded. And then while we were here, we recorded – oh, no, we must have had seven that we've just released, sorry. Yeah. So we had we released six and seven, which were pre-done, edited, all ready to go. We'd already recorded eight and ten, which eight we'd recorded like – Months ago. Five, like, like, yeah, like two months ago. Uh, and then we recorded nine and eleven while we were here. And that's everything for the rest of the year except for the Christmas episode. So we're all done recording. Oh, nice. Except for one episode, which we'll do. But say the Christmas episode, I haven't finished that. And I've drawn out the map. I know what's in the room. And a couple of my arrows connecting things are done. But that's about it. I haven't designed any puzzles or anything for that. Yeah, so it's a bit variable. So, yeah, sometimes. But then for the connected arc seasons that we do, 10 connected episodes, those are very heavily planned out in advance. Yeah, they'd have to be, Mm. I would think. But I I think a lot of it as well is because it's guest-based, we need as much buffer as we can get. Oh, yeah. Because you can never rely on someone. Like, if if it was just us, we could just sit down every week and record. We know that we can do that. When you have guests, sometimes you might have, like, one guest and then it's two months before you can get anybody else to organize and sit down. You're like, well, I hope I got the episodes for that gap, right? Because otherwise I'll need to... So, So sometimes we'll have a buffer of, like two months and then suddenly we find ourselves being like a day ahead and like finishing <laughs> like doing the recording doing the recording on on like sunday re- editing on monday and releasing it on tuesday sort of thing like like which we just need like it's it's proof that we're like i'm glad we had all yeah. of that buffer time because we just couldn't get something organized so for your that. guest designers how do, do you fit that into the arc as well? Well, they wouldn't be involved in an arc. No. Okay, okay, I was just wondering because so that, they're that'd be involved. really hard. That'd be oh, impossible. Yeah. yeah, so first half of the year, we do my connected arcs, and then the second half of the year is individual standalone episodes. Oh. So happy to fit as many guest people on as they want for those ones. Mm. And we've pretty much just swapped it off this season. Like every second episode has been a guest designer for this kind of second half of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, which worked out really well. Yeah, do you have enough? Do you have the same ones, or do you do you have a number of people just well, shooting you episodes? 
for the most part, like Dave is the only one who has come on twice, right? Yeah. Everyone else has been a brand new person who has oh, just wow. contacted us, Twitter, email, whatever, said, and just said, I've got one. And we've said, all right, we'll give it a try. We'll record it. I mean, if something ends up going horribly wrong, maybe we won't air it. Who knows? But we haven't been let down. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you don't even test it ahead of time or anything like that. We go blind. I I ask, hey, make sure that you've play tested it a couple of times first. But beyond that, yeah. yeah. And and we always have the capacity, if we need to, if we ever do a room... And because someone's like, I've written a room, and we sit down, and it's just terrible. And it's the naked, the naked <laughs> oh, Texas no. Chainsaw Massacre room, yeah, or something. You know, it's like it's super it doesn't inappropriate, work. or it, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe they'll just come on and just be like, because we have kids who listen to the show, and they'll just be like, oh, this is set in a sex dungeon. You'd be like, okay, well, no, <laughs> you know, that one you probably just wouldn't bother playing, or maybe we'd play, mm. but if, just if you for play your it own and it, pleasure, and it doesn't work, <laughs> or the puzzles like don't make any sense, or there's lots. We always like have the capacity to just be like. We're just not going to air that. Like that was fun. Thank you for bringing that. Like for a game for us to play, it was great. But we're not going to air it. It hasn't happened yet. But we always have that capacity if we mm. need to, right? Ooh, we should write one. We can be the first one. <laughs> I've I've already got one in mind. Uh, yeah, write one if you want to write one. A good one or a deliberately cancelable one? <laughs> oh no, no, not deliberately. It would just be my own incompetence. I wouldn't try to be deliberate. Uh, but no, look, yeah, if you look, if you want to write one. Please do, and if you're listening to this and you know our show, or if you don't know our show and you go and listen to it afterwards, write a room. Like we're always really, it's really exciting to have people come on and write rooms. I will say, and I have to say this every time, there are people who've written rooms for us just to play ourselves, like not to be on the show, that we just have not had time to play. Like for months, I've been like, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to play that game. It's going to be great, and just haven't. I apologize to anyone listening who who has heard that, Um, but. Yeah, like we love like people coming on and having and giving us. It's been wonderful. Content. I love getting the chance to play, and it's really interesting seeing all of these people who have different minds and ways of designing things than I do. Mm. Well, we probably have an advantage for you that if we do do a room, so we don't take up one of your slots, we could take up one of our slots. Ah, well, yeah, um, I mean, that's true. You call it an advantage. No, it's always, it's always, <laughs> hey, if we can fill up slots with content we didn't have to create, that's great. <laughs> okay, because it sounded like it easy for you us. Have way too much content. <laughs> I'd like to have that problem. Well, I'm glad for this one. Like, I wouldn't have. I'm, we had like the exact right number for this season that we mm. didn't have to run any back to back. Because I would feel a bit like because some people, mm. you know, like people come to listen to rooms that you create, right? You have like a certain quality to your room. <laughs> it would be weird to have like lots of people back to back. And so I'm glad this season we were able to do it. It would just, change like, swapping off. the nature of what the podcast is a bit if we suddenly yeah. became majority guest GMs. Exactly. So yeah. I think if, oh, yeah, if we had. Um, like lots of people giving in rooms. Really, we can only really do like the exact number we've done now. We must have had like yeah. six guest rooms, five about or six. Five or six. You can basically do like six a year, right? Because you wouldn't want them in the connected arc, and then you wouldn't want two back to back in the in the standalone room. Six a year makes it sound like so That's few. Nothing. I feel like we've been inviting everyone, but now it's like we're going to have to hold a bingo to see <laughs> who can get on. <laughs> I was just picturing the the wheel, exactly. just you know, picking out a name and stuff. I mean, stuff. <laughs> that will be thrilling to be able to do that. I hope we can get there. We'll have to audition the rooms. <laughs> we'll get someone. We'll get someone who isn't us to play them, and then tell us which is the best. Our judgiest like, friends. Yeah, yeah actually, we'll probably should friends. do some sort yeah. of like escape room Quality competition, <laughs> audio yeah. escape room competition. That might be interesting. It'll be good fun. And we'll pay the winner nothing. <laughs> nothing for the winner. In case, you know, when you get around to your fifth year and you want to shake it up a bit, yeah. send us your best escape rooms. Exactly. Yeah. We're good, right? But, it, I mean, already, if, if people have been listening and enjoying it and want to design more, we may just have that problem next year where we'll have, like, 12 people who want to design. We can only, and we have to pit them against each other, have them fight in <laughs> some kind of death games. 
Switching gears slightly, so on top of all of that other busyness you guys have, I don't know how much how much you want to talk about this, but you have another podcast that's in development right yes. now. So it should Depen- have been- yeah, depending on like when this episode is, it might exist. Yeah, it should have been out already, but there's lots of behind-the-scenes stuff that keeps dragging on longer than we think. Uh, so for people who are patron, like Patreon donors, they'll have already heard a lot of this sort of stuff. Which is that Danny... So we started this idea, Danny taking public domain murder mysteries and turning them into playable games. So I would be the detective. Danny has all the information that is present in Murders on the Rue Morgue or you know, or Agatha, some Agatha Christie short stories. She would have all that information and then I would be the detective and she'd be like, all right, go. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I go to the scene of the crime and she'd describe what it says in the book and I'd say, okay, well, just, are there any people there? And so there were three people there. I'm like, oh, who were they? His manservant. I'll talk to his manservant. And then she does the voice for the manservant. And I have to ask questions that will hopefully get the same information that was present in the book. Which is tough. Like, you say you can't improvise. You do very, very well at me asking questions. You're like, I have no answer to that because (laughs) it was never in the book. So I guess I'll just be like, no. Like... And so that's the best kind with. of improvising is saying no. Saying no. Um, so that's what we did, and, and that was really fun. Uh, and then what we did as an episode on our feed between seasons, uh, on, on our main actual show, Danny designed an original one. So it's not based on a public Ooh. domain story. It's an original murder mystery that, again, she got all the information that everyone knows, wrote it all down, wrote out what is in each place, and then I just get to go and try and figure out how to solve a murder, right? Not knowing how to... How to like not? There's no direction. Not Danny. It's not like a story that I'm occasionally choose your own adventuring. It's just me being like, oh no, I better go and solve a thing. So it's not like you know, yeah, no, it's true. It's not like this is you actually trying to solve a mystery exactly. as, as they do in a it's novel. It's surprisingly conversational yeah. because just, a lot of who done it is just conversations with the witnesses. A lot of good who done it. Well, a lot of bad who done it is. Oh, we already know who the bad guy is. It was in the first chapter, and now it's like an action as I try. And now there's a bunch of thrilling, thriller yeah, exactly. running. It's not a thriller. Yeah, I'm not. Or a when the detective person. just happens upon a clue when he trips yeah. over something, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's very interesting because you do find some that are like that that do rely on just one incidental thing or one conversation that is happening that you overheard a bit of two days mm. before the murder, and having to cut out all of that. And you also don't know like. You don't have the capacity for me to like Sherlock Holmes it and be like, actually, there's only one place that that could ever grow, and it's only in the- it must have been the man with the fingers out of his eyes. That's happened. And that's yep. a classic story, you know. But like, so because I, I, I'm just a person, so I don't have any crazy like. Whereas Sherlock Holmes you know, is what is what is it? He is literally a book expert on cigarette everything. ash yes. shapes. So in like one of the first stories, he's just like he finds some ash on the ground. He's like, luckily, I wrote a treatise on different ash that falls from cigarettes, and I know that this must have been this man. Like, this is stupid. Why am I, you know? Um, so we're going to do that as a separate show. So as a completely separate kind of sister podcast with whatever weekly or fortnightly release. And will that also have guests? No. Oh, okay. That's why we can do it. If that was ah. guest-based, it wouldn't be possible. Mm. Instead, it's going to be me playing a detective while I solve mysteries, the original mysteries that Danny creates. Uh, and we're going to, it'll be a little bit more episodic in terms of we'll have a single mystery, but the episodes will probably be 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes long. So if, if, if it takes us three hours to solve one of these games, it was not going to be a three-hour episode. It's going to be like a season of like, and then you can have up. like cliffhangers. Exactly right. <laughs> Find good places. It, it's a bit more like story based, and for us, because it's just the two of us, it's something that's sustainable as a second show that we can do because we can just sit and record. And it. it's going to have murder in the title, so hopefully yeah. we get some of those sweet, sweet 
Googles. Exactly. Exactly. We get all the murder SEO. Uh, because uh, the, the title is, is pretty set in stone at the moment. Uh, it's, in our, it's in our logos and stuff, uh, which instead of Escape This Podcast, it's going to be Solve This Murder. Uh, and so people can listen and, al- and they can listen along and try and solve with me, right? Because they get all the information that I get. They can listen and and I don't know if those notes are ma- if we're able to make those as available as we are rooms. I or can type up my notes that I have, but they're not going to no, be anywhere near much more as comprehensive a, as the escape room. It's notes much more of a like, skill on your release. end to be able to run it as opposed to an escape room where you can pretty much follow the script that you have written. I feel like this is much more reliant on your ability to run a mystery. In a, in a well, fingers crossed life. that goes well. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll sh- I can show you, and no one, no one, but uh, but you will be able to see this. Oh yes, um, we are sh- describing Bill clicking things on his phone with uh, his thumb, but we can't say what's on it right that's now. That's the logo. Oh wait, so nobody has seen the logo. No one's seen the logo. Oh, just, so we won't. Just the say people anything. that Bill does this for. Yeah. Uh, people I've met in person have seen the logo. Very, it's a very good logo. I'm really liking it. Same guy who did our current logo. Oh, uh, okay, podcast, okay. Which I always think is a very, very. Who good does hit. your logo? Uh, it's a friend of mine. Uh, I don't think he does freelance logo design anymore. I think oh, he's okay. too busy, so no yes. one gets him but us. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, he does really, really good work. And he was a guest on our show in season was. one. Uh, yeah, for people who listened season one, in episode the seven. Dentist, yeah, episode seven in the dentist room. Uh, Greg Hatton, who came on. Hello, Greg. I thought we weren't allowed to say his name. No. Yeah, like, you seemed oh, a bit. Hush, hush. You, you seemed a little bit cagey about it, and I remembered we had him on our show. Yeah, exactly. so. Same thing, right? We've already said his name. So he designed the logo, and uh, it's it's great. This both both are really really good. Um, if people follow us on Instagram, you will have seen the artwork that Danny did that this logo is based on. Uh, which is not I, 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 <laughs> look, I just basically used our iPad to create a rough sketch of saying I don't know what our logo is going to look like I'm leaving that in the hands of the artist but here's what I think it should look like oh that's cute and apparently Bill sent it to him and he went yeah I can work with that which I did oh, not really? expect at all oh wow oh that's fun so it's based on your I, idea yeah, apparently it. It, what um, we haven't put that much on Instagram that's Danny's artwork that it was based on. Oh, that's See, cute too. Shockingly similar. It is. Yeah. It is. The hard part with designing murder stuff is trying to figure out what is too gory. That's true. Like, what sorts of murders are there? Like, how a vicious stabbing murder? Okay, a throat cutting murder? Oh, interesting. What sort of weapons are acceptable? Wood a chipper. gun, a knife, a wood chipper. <laughs> this is how tricky. Bad. You got some funny lines that it you got. It is true. It is true because like. Work look, with. We're, I don't care. I don't want to be like evil and gritty and so like it's. We're, I don't think we're we we are capable of anything other than fairly lighthearted. Uh, yeah, I've always you been know, a which is light which is good, person. right? So so you can keep it like around Nancy Drew level. Exactly. Hmm. You know, I think Poirot in general is pretty good. Yeah. Right. Most of those deaths, Definitely. like they dropped a pot on their head and they fell. Ooh, lump of, everyone just gets want, hit on the back of the head and I was just dies. going to say I don't want to just be a coward punch yeah. or poison there was lots of poison lots of, poison. of course <laughs> lots of poison <laughs> in too. those days I don't know enough about poison to go too crazy into strychnine. that strychnine <laughs> arsenic old lace um, <laughs> but, arsenic and old lace <laughs> but yeah just being hit on the back of the head with something is not one that I want to go into too much because that is a little overdone yeah and but, a little too convenient that it actually killed them. If someone does a premeditated murder, I would think that they'd want to do something a little bit more definite. Yeah, than a smack in the back of the head. Um, but yeah, so so that that's that's out soon. We're still working on. We've got most of it. We haven't. Rec- we've got the first two 
mysteries yeah, written, but we haven't recorded any of them. Um, we've got the logo that's done, but our theme music isn't done. Um, so a whole bunch of like little things that are coming together. Um, we've got domains. Do you write your own theme music or how? Uh, actually, uh, the theme music at the moment is being written by some other podcasters. Uh, nice. The guys from um, Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts, which is a show I talk about a lot on my feed. It's a buddy cop role-playing game, kind of really, really well-edited, very, very funny show. Um, and they do a lot of music. They do music at the end of every one of their arcs. They have like six-episode arcs and they finish with a song for that arc that they design. They, they make themselves, they're musicians, and um, they just went, they just kind of contacted and said, hey, can we do your theme music? Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, so I haven't heard it yet. Maybe it's terrible. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's, a, maybe it's real bad. I don't know. It's much harder to tell music people, here's the sort of music I want it to be like, than it is to paint something on your iPad and say, here's a drawing. Look at this. Well, it depends. If you tell a person, I want it like in James Bond style, yeah. then they mm-hmm. could probably do that. That's true. Right. And they, it would probably, hope, we'll, we'll see how it sounds. We'll yeah. see what it is and we'll and maybe it'll need some tweaking and we'll get somewhere. So that'll be the next sort of thing. Once that's done, we're probably ready to record it, edit mm-hmm. and start yeah. releasing, which will be really interesting. It'll be really fun. Maybe it'll be interesting to see the crossover because our our current show is so based on do you want to listen to escape rooms and a lot of people who would enjoy it will answer that with like no not really I, I don't know what an escape room is I haven't really done one whereas everyone loves murder so <laughs> who done it have been a thing oh, yeah. for yeah. So I think it'll, over a hundred years more, it'll have a bit more public appeal right outside of the kind of the hobby yeah um so it might end up being our big show, people will be like, oh, you know the Solveless Murder guys had like a, a thing about escape rooms? What losers? Uh, who knows? Or maybe no one will listen to it. We'll find out. We'll find out. That's true, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of murder type uh, podcasts, yes, as you but say. No, but they're all true crime. There aren't, true. Enough, there aren't enough fake crime. Shows. See, this is what this is what frustrates me. It's because, yeah, like every time I tried to look up mystery podcasts, because mm. I felt like something like a whodunit yeah. kind of the, mystery. Everyone likes their real world but unsolved mysteries. I hate unsolved mysteries. It's all I need true answers. crime. And I'm okay with true crime, but then I, I'm like, okay, what serial killer got away this time? Yeah. I don't know. Well, just like true crime was like, and by the way, that woman was a real woman. She's dead. I hope you enjoyed this because she's real dead and she was actually alive. She has family, right? Like, it's a real person. And she's like, oh, my God, this is – why Why am I listening to you tell me about this, this real woman who died? You know, like, it's, it's nice to have the, like, oh, this is, like, fictional Victorian England. So there's not very many fictional mystery podcasts. No, mm. not really. Wow, that's strange. And nothing like what we're doing, which is a game, yes. right? There's some yes. that might be in audio. There's some audio dramas that like to do, you know, radio play style, like, you know, there's some – Ones that people think are very good that are not very good, uh, which I will not name. You know, and there's some, there's probably some very very good ones that I haven't listened to. Um, but we're not doing that either. We're not an audio drama. It's not like a scripted I do mystery have one to of listen those to. In the works as well, though. It's, uh, who done it? Audio drama. But what we've got is like this thing that again, like no one's really doing. It's it is a game. It is a mystery for me to solve and for the people to try and solve as they play. It's not something that exists really which um, is bizarre fun. it's like when we started escape this podcast just googling it searching around and realizing this doesn't exist in current year something doesn't exist yeah, yeah. so so hopefully it'll be yeah. something interesting you know something people can enjoy and maybe if it gets to a certain point it, the the format will change or maybe we'll have guests because i'll be too good at solving those because <laughs> i know how your mind is creating yeah. them so i'll just be like Ooh, i'll be a butler. guest yeah, right. I'll be useless though. <laughs> you can be my you can be my Hastings. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Like so, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that, mm. um, or uh, making sure it is sustainable. Um, 
you know, we'll have to we'll have to become a cool podcast network, uh, which would be great. Really podcast network of just your podcast. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just the many shows. All of them. We'll have like eight shows and we'll be a whole network and it's just us. And they'll all have the same t- types of titles. It'll be great. And the same types of logos made yep, by... All logos all made by, by Greg. Yeah. He'll make all of our logos. Um, but yeah, so it's really exciting. It's a really cool thing. And it, and it only exists because... Like it was our five hundred dollar goal on Patreon. Like, like oh. we had we had enough people donating that we went. Yep, we'll do a second show. So uh, it's really cool. I'm excited. I hope it goes well. I I concur. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm excited for it. Well, we have to eat dinner. And <laughs> oh, that sounds. We have good. to eat dinner, and then we're going to an escape room. But mm. thank you so much, Bill and Danny, for Hi. for joining us here today. Thank you for letting us just kind of talk about ourselves for however long that was. <laughs> Well, it it is an interview. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's funny because you are on a podcast and you don't ever get to talk about yourself as much. Mm-hmm. That, that's another thing you were saying before earlier. It's like, oh, I don't know how to improvise on someone else's mm-hmm. podcast. So you can be on more podcasts where people talk to you about your podcast because mm-hmm. you are more of a niche thing yeah. and people might be interested in that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if you're listening to this, interview us. <laughs> <laughs> And where can people find you? Okay, so if you want to find the podcast, just look, just Google "Escape This Podcast." It's it's everywhere. It's on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all that. All, all, the, all the all the places you want to find it, you'll find it. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're at esc this podcast, like E S C this podcast, um, and we're on Instagram uh, as Escape This Podcast. On Facebook as Escape This Podcast. Uh, we're not on TikTok. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Somebody um, ask you that? <laughs> hey, everyone's got to be on TikTok. It's fancy, um, but uh, but yeah. So, and just search "Escape This Podcast" for everyone, or email us at escapethispod at gmail dot com. And once again, if you're emailing to ask for puzzle advice, I'm sorry. We'll I'll try, but it may not be good or helpful um, in any yeah, way. Yeah, look, if you haven't listened to the show, give it a listen. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, don't tell us. But if you do want podcast advice, sorry, not podcast advice, puzzle advice, well, I don't know if I'd want to answer questions either, but you know. Well, you want to. You want to. The question is, do people want? If you want want puzzle advice, email tommyhonton at (laughs) gmail.com and he'll tell you. That's probably his email. That's probably his email, right? (laughs) Some some other Tommy Haunted out there is going to be getting a lot of That's true. You want puzzle advice? Just go to LA for a while. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's how All you right, well, thanks, guys. Okay, I'll Thank talk you so out. much. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to InverseGenius.com to find other fun podcasts. Oh, what have you done, Manda? Just Manda, what like have you done? this one. <laughs> you can also email us at RoomEscapeDivas at gmail.com. We love getting emails. And about if puzzles. you go on Facebook for, yeah, puzzle for puzzle advice from Errol, he will belittle you and make you feel small. Uh, (laughs) If you go on our Facebook page, just click the like button. And if you're on Twitter, you can use the hashtag REDivas. I was really cruel to Scott's students when I spoke about puzzles because Scott Nicholson has his class and sometimes he brings us in. And I think I went up there. So just to let you know, I'll be coming doing your rooms and then I will be judging everyone here. Yeah, I probably got. Yeah, you scared them. <laughs> I I didn't say that much when I did the narrative talk, but uh, no, Errol scares. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why aren't we? Why haven't we taught your class, Scott Nicholson? 
Get Danny to teach about audio escape design. Come on, Scott. Yeah. Come on, Scott. What are you doing? I this see Scott shaming authoritatively <laughs> for sure. I know what I'm talking about. If you want puzzle advice, email Scott Nicholson at gmail.com. If you would like to shame Scott, <laughs> you're just Press saying one. their names at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>